Space. Humanity's last horizon. These are the records and expeditions of the Federation starship Lovelace. Assigned an ongoing galactic charter, the intrepid crew of the Lovelace explores the excitement of strange new worlds, encounters new life forms and new civilizations, and ultimately seeks to boldly go where no one has gone before. everyone, and welcome to Star Trek Adventures Loveless. Uh, my name is Nicotine, I'm the GM for this show. If you are listening to us on podcasting apps such as Spotify or Stitcher, know that we record this show live every Tuesday at 3pm Pacific on Twitch at twitch.tv slash fablescraps. Joining us today are three fantastic role players who are going to go around and introduce but before we do that, I would like to remind you that uh, by experiencing our show live here at Twitch, uh, the audience is in fact able to affect its outcome through the cunning use of donations. Uh, you'll see on the screen that we have uh, a threat meter and a momentum meter. The threat meter is uh, depleted when uh, dangerous things affect the crew. The momentum meter can be used by the crew to uh, enhance their circumstances through uh, re-rolls or through gaining insight or knowledge into certain tasks or complications. These meters can be affected by the live audience here uh, through exclamation point coin or through our special donation link in the About Me page on our Twitch channel. That being said, I take you now to the crew of the USS Loveless. We'll start with uh, Fist of the Walrus. Hello, Fist. How are you? Doing good. Go ahead and introduce yourself. If Fist of the Walrus sounds good, chat, I want you to just, uh, spam ones in chat. Hopefully I get a lot of ones. <laughs> but, um, hello, I'm Fist of the Walrus. Uh, I roleplay on uh, Twitch, uh, a variety of different games from GTA to Ark, Conan. Uh, and aside from that, I do some variety every once in a while. Fantastic. And where can people find your content? You can look me up uh, on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at Fist of the Walrus. Awesome. Thank you very much, Fist. Hey, uh, Fist, what's your favorite color? Blue. Yeah? Okay. Thank you very much, Fist. Um, I've raised your volume just a little bit. Next up, we have uh, Aaron Black. Hello. How are you, Aaron? Uh, I'm okay. Doing quite okay. What is the mask behind you? Um, oh, is, it's a Torian. Torian from uh, Mass Effect. Oh, sick. Um, yeah. And uh, the mouth moves and everything. Wow. I built Art it. Articulated facial features. Yeah, I know. The I'm future quite is proud now. of it. <laughs> it... <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Uh, well, my name is Aaron Black. I'm an author. I uh, published a book this month called uh, Firewall Down. It's a cyberpunk detective mystery. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to know more about that, you can find me on Twitter uh, under uh, Aaron B. Writes. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I got my copy. You should get yours, chat. Uh, last but not least, we have Anavin. How are you, Anavin? Hello. I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Anavin. I'm a Twitch streamer. Typically, I play on the Twitch RP server playing a funny little robot guy. And sometimes I play mixed reality and VR games as well. If Anavin sounds good, I want some threes in chat. Let me see um, those threes. How do you spell Enovan for the people listening? Enovan is spelled E-N-E-V-U-N. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right, everyone. Um, so, um, I think we're ready to start. It has been a good three to four weeks, Earth weeks, since our last, um, our last episode took place um <clears throat> in that span of time um herrick uh commander herrick uh, the second in command the vulcan head of security of the uss loveless has had to uh make a trip back to vulcan uh to assemble some paperwork to hopefully try to get the computer repaired it is a uh, bureaucratic nightmare but uh luckily herrick does not experience emotions like frustration However, the crew of the Loveless has been tasked with uh, conducting science surveys of um, planets that were once considered Class M worlds, but have since fallen into some form of disarray. Um, so far, you've been to three such worlds um, in various stages of, uh, of uh, environmental decay. Whether it was, it was a result of uh, natural causes or some ancient civilization having... Uh, having uh, destroyed their world through war or industrial means uh, is sort of your task. Uh, it's a part it's part archaeology, it's part science uh, environmental survey, but it's very important work to Starfleet. And so you find yourself on a planet not even given a proper name, uh, planet 436. It is in a backwater uh, system near the neutral zone um tensions have been reduced slightly with the uh romulan star empire a uh, a group of uh of uh, vulcan like creatures um who uh who are hostile to uh starfleet and have been in a cold war for years Tensions haven't uh, boiled over in s some time, so there's not exactly an overt threat to the Loveless in this location, although it is near a uh, neutral zone, a DMZ of sorts. Um, <clears throat> we open today uh, aboard the USS Loveless with Lieutenant Commander... Belmont. Lieutenant Commander Belmont, head engineer of the USS Loveless, is hunched over a workstation, frantically 
pressing buttons and adjusting sliders. Uh, there are sparks behind him. There are some severe malfunctions happening, but he, he's not alarmed. He's, uh, he's in fact seemingly completely in his element, absolutely in tune with everything happening around him, although his crewmates and uh, subordinates are terrified. Computer. Are the alterations my specifications? Have they been completed? Alterations have been completed to your satisfaction. All right. Let's go ahead and activate the device. Activating device. Uh, a a sub-base whirring happens, and you can feel it in your chest, Lieutenant Commander Belmont. This this uh, this this blue, this dark note of, uh, of, of some, some kind of vibration happening. The entire ship appears to rattle before you. Uh, your subordinates, uh, Ensign Ryak and Ensign Salixson are, are hurriedly skittering around behind you, trying to put out fires that are happening and sparks that are, that are taking off. What is this device? This device is, um, uh, an alien technology that I had found and have been tinkering with for quite a while. It's designed to push a warp core into a trans-warp um, uh, mode. And it's all theoretical. And I have attached it and activated it. Interesting. So is the ship jumping to warp now? Is that the plan? It's supposed it's supposed to be, okay. but transwarp is uh, is a theoretical um, technology that allows a ship to essentially access any point in space at almost the exact same time. Interesting. Uh, as close to time travel as we can get. Um, so um, I'm going to go ahead and have you make a roll here. Uh, I'm going to have you make a, uh, a complication roll, uh, complication range of uh, of three. Task roll of two. It'll be a uh, <clears throat> a control and engineering roll. Control and engineering. Okay. Wow! Full success. All right. Um. So you're uh you're going to uh you know you're going to 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 take the ship to transwarp. All of the systems that have been set in place on this experimental vessel, the USS Loveless, are uh are 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 groaning to life and uh, you uh, need to call the bridge to let them know that it's okay to make the jump okay Belmont to bridge that's uh that'll be Captain Lockstead who answers coming uh Captain we are ready to jump to warp when you are ready are you sure this is going to work? I, I'm 70% sure, Captain. It's about the best 70, I can do. 70% is good enough for me. Proceed, you legend. I would then go ahead and... Computer! Activate the device. And at that very moment, the uh, the entire ship 
uh, comes to it like a like a juddering kind of halt. A groan uh, with all of the all of the the mechanical parts and pieces of this uh, of this uh, this vessel have been uh, have been uh, just sort of cobbled together. They've started to they've started to 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 to, to fall apart almost to uh, to disintegrate the the pieces of Jeffrey's tubes the um the uh the the bits of uh of all of the uh like the the engineering ducts have started to like shake apart and uh and the uh, emergency lights have kicked on the rest of the power is out somewhere there's some sort of short. Computer. What happened? Scanning now. There appears to be a short in main engineering. Any specific place? Is it only one short? Scanning. Negative. There are many shorts. Approximately 17,000. Wait. Seventeen shorts. Well, that's better than the last time. Computer, reset simulation. Unable to comply. At that very moment, the uh, the rest of the uh, hollow deck begins to uh, begins to dis dissipate, and um, <clears throat> and. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont finds himself in a large, empty space, uh, about a uh, about the size of a warehouse, and uh, there are green lines denoting the the floor and the the sides of the walls. Holodeck technology is um, is uh, extremely advanced, capable of creating any kind of uh, any kind of um, a fantasy or simulation for uh, for work, uh, you know, for. Um, scientific, uh, you know, tests. Lieutenant Commander Belmont's allotted, uh, allotted use of this technology, allotted time in his holodeck has been, uh, expended. <laughs> and instead, uh, instead of, uh, running the simulation again, uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont finds himself alone with no subordinates and no contact with the captain, who is in fact um, down on the planet below. Um, this no-name backwater ice world in one of the modular science stations. We switch now to um, <clears throat> Lieutenant Ram. Lieutenant Ram... You are in your makeshift quarters. What is actually the uh, the ship's main computer server room, essentially. The isolinear routing matrix. When the USS Loveless was built and designed by Starfleet, it was built into an old husk of a type of ship called an uh, Excelsior. Um, the Excelsior was not designed with these modern accoutrements in mind. And so uh, sacrifices had to be made across the board. Um, 
This room is not intended to be a server room, but uh, has had to make do. It is also home to the crew's artificial crewmate, Lieutenant Ram. Can you describe the room a little bit, Lieutenant Ram? So the room is kind of like, kind of like a basic sort of server room. There's racks of servers, a lot of technical wires, computer pieces everywhere. There's, you know, that's just the typical server room stuff. And just in the corner where there's a little bit of space, there's like, you wouldn't really call it a bed. It's more like a table that had been makeshifted into a bed because Ram doesn't really need to sleep all too often, but... He likes to feel like it is his own little quarters. And just on the side as well, there's a little shelf with a plant on it that may or may not be fake. But he still waters it nonetheless. That is uh, adorable. <laughs> so, uh, Lieutenant Ram is in this uh, this room doing what? At the moment, he's most likely watering the plant, actually. Yeah, that's probably what he's doing at the moment. He's taking care of the artificial plant that doesn't actually need water, but he's watering it nonetheless. Yes. There's a lot of water in there that isn't going anywhere, but he doesn't really notice. Wonderful. Lieutenant Ram uh, is an artificial crewmate. um, Not biological, but capable of uh, interfacing with with the ship's main computer instantaneously. Um, The... Are you are you plugged in at all at this point? After watering the plant, he would plug into the computer to see how everything's going on the ship. Yeah. All right. So, um. Hello, Ram. Hello, computer. How are you doing today? Oh, doing quite good. I was just making sure the plant was all right and everything. How are you? How's the plant doing? It's not dead yet, is it? Uh, he doesn't seem to be drinking the water at the moment, but I'm sure he'll drink it in time. There are no life signs visible from this plant. I, I, I just think it's a little bit of a different plant as well. It, it takes time, you know, it's like a cactus. It absorbs water slowly. Affirmative. We'll Not, I, I think that's slowly. what cactuses do. I, I've only really heard about cactuses before, but I assume that's what they do. Ram, you have one update pending from Starfleet. Shall oh. I deploy it? Uh, what sort of update is it? It's just like, um... Scanning. Necessary performance upgrades and audio drivers. Oh, uh, perfect. I guess I'll install that now before we start the day off properly. You would like to install the audio drivers and performance updates. How long will it, is this going to take me to update? How big are we talking here? Approximately three minutes. Three minutes. Oh, okay. That, that isn't too bad. That could be worse. I mean, it could be a Windows update, you know. Uh, yes, I, I, I'll update now. Affirmative. Deploying update. We move now to Captain Lockstead. Captain Lockstead 
is not only the captain of uh, the USS Loveless, but its chief science officer. Um, and as such, it is his duty to conduct environmental surveys uh, using the ship's modular science stations, of which there are two. Modular science stations are sort of like large, um, kind of like, um, uh, I guess they'd be sort of like uh, shipping containers sized uh, science rooms, basically, just rooms to conduct experiments in. Um, they're deployable, and uh, the USS Loveless is currently in orbit above this backwater planet um, with uh, no life signs. Um, but long-range scanners have detected uh, trace elements of radiation, which are either indicative of uh, you know a loss of atmosphere at one point or of a nuclear fallout. Your mission here is to determine which of those is the case. And to that end, you are taking core samples of, uh, of this sheet of ice that is covering 90% of the planet. Um, you've deployed the modular science station, and you are uh, currently outside running the, uh, the drill. It's loud and sweaty, and the only one there to keep you company is uh, Ensign Ryak, a uh, Betazoid operations uh, ensign who uh, helped design the drill that you're using. So the expert of this drill is with you. Uh, how are you going about your business here on the on the planet? It's it's daytime, but it is very cold, and you have some Starfleet uh, some Starfleet park on, and it's it's starting to get to you. I'm like. As I'm drilling, I'll, I'm like huddled around it for warmth because I, because as I use it, like the heat that vents off, I'm assuming, it's uh, it's keeping me warm. I just kept like I, I keep checking back just to make sure that uh, like I like I'm operating it correctly. This is my first time, I guess. Like uh, I guess it wouldn't be the first time me operating a drill like this, would it? Or um. No, it wouldn't be your 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 first time operating the drill. Um, but it it would be uh it would be an uncomfortable experience. It's a pretty large piece of machinery, about about twice as large as you are, and it's been deployed like a like a on these legs, and it's currently drilling down into the surface about 30, 30 feet or so, uh, to take a core sample. So you're you're outside working on the thing. Yep. Working on it. Okay. Uh, and Sarayak is is uh is next to you, shivering. And doing that kind of thing where he's like trying to get like a little bit closer to you, and you're not sure if it's for body warmth or if it's just because the wind is uh, is uh, is awful. <laughs> and he's trying to find a way to like get out of the wind, but he's like a little bit too close for comfort. Um, uh, shiveringly uh, walks over to the uh, the modular science 
lab uh, punches a, uh, a code and a door uh, slides open a little too quickly for comfort. You're still getting used to the new doors and it just makes you uncomfortable. Then Ryak walks in and uh, the door shuts uh, behind him. As, uh, as that's happening, the drill starts, uh, uh, starts um, to, to shake and jitter and uh, eventually uh, starts to groan and, uh, and stops sort of sounding a little bit like it's either hit something or broken. That's not good. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna have you make a roll for me, Captain. You're gonna make a, a roll. It'll be a complication of uh, of three and a task roll of two. It'll be a um, <clears throat> it'll be a uh, presence and um, a presence and a command roll. Okay, presence and command. You said a complication of. Three. Uh, two? Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Nice okay. Oh. Huh. Okay. Well, um, so, um, you're trying to call for Ryak, but Ryak, uh, is under, is, is under so much stress and hates being inside of this tiny little, uh, this tiny little modular science lab, uh, and just doesn't want to come out at all. <laughs> doesn't want to come out. Hates it. Hates everything about it. Ryak, please! The drill! There's something with the drill! Ryak! <laughs> Ryak uh, hits the communicator. Captain! Yes? I, I don't... I don't wanna... I don't wanna come out. There's something wrong with the drill. I'm gonna have to... It's windy out here. It is so windy. It feels like I'm being pierced by a thousand icicles. What's wrong oh, with it? So cold. What's wrong There's with it? Something the... wrong with the drill. What's wrong with it? Oh, it's, it's, it's like whirling and buzzing. You just come out here. It's so cold. I can't see. Ah, uh, okay. Riot comes out of the uh, of the modular science lab. Hold the coat just like a little bit tighter around him and uh, shuffles over to the drill which is uh, which is absolutely broken and uh, Rag sort of looks at it as as as, uh, as as questioningly as one can look at a drill with a face full of goggles and mask and everything um, and just just screams well there's your problem right there captain what it hit something it did Second. Is there like a way to check to see if like I have any readings on what I might have hit? Um, you can use your tricorder. Yeah, that'll be a um, that'll be a um, we'll call it a uh, a insight and uh, science roll, but it'll be a complication of three. Okey doke. Okay, yes. so your tricorder uh is difficult to use in this weather but um you have the tricorder and it's uh it's starting to give you some scans um you're beginning to see that the uh that the um that about 30 feet down at nearly the length of this drill uh there's some sort of metallic object or what appears to be some sort of metal um but 
the tricorder is having difficulty deciphering its its shape. All you know is about how deep it is. Captain! Yes. The core sample looks intact. I say we take it and get out of here. Agreed! It's so cold out right now! There has to be a definition for this type of cold! Just be quick about it! I'll get it ready, Captain! Ryak, uh, Ryak begins to make preparations to uh, to take the core sample back uh, into the modular science station, where uh, both of you will um, will lift off and return to uh, the USS Loveless. Um, back on the Loveless. Um. Belmont in uh, main engineering has come face to face with the uh, subordinates uh, Salixon and uh, Ensign Salixon and Ensign Gregory. Um, <clears throat> they are completely oblivious to the uh, to what goes on in Belmont's uh, hollow deck time and are uh, going about their daily jobs. Um, of uh, maintaining the uh, the Lovelace's two reactor cores for uh, power. Um, Ensign Gregory is uh, doing a little bit less and has a little bit less responsibility than uh, Ensign Salixon, who is an Andorian and uh, grew up very familiar with um, with uh, this kind of equipment. Ensign Gregory is good at pipes. And that's about it. So, uh... Ensign Salixson is taking up the, the majority of the duty here. Um, Lieutenant Ram walks in and is uh, uh, is um, wanting to uh, kind of see how the update has affected any kind of motor controls or speech while uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont performs routine maintenance on the, um, on the, uh, the two reactor cores. This isn't a normal location for you, Lieutenant Ram. You don't usually go to main engineering. Um, you don't have a whole lot of reason to, um, but you're pretty familiar with its layout. So you're looking for uh, for Belmont right now. You got to find him. Ram? I thought Ram had to find him. <laughs> oh, I thought he was already in here. I'm well, sorry. Well, you've you've heard the door open. You've heard the you've heard the door open, and you're you 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 looked over and can kind of see him, but he's sort of a distance away. The main engineering is pretty big. It's a pretty big room. That's fair. Well, there, Belmont. Robot. Uh Ram. Say that. Say that again. Hey there, Belmont. How are you? Much better than you, it sounds. I did see that there was an update uh, for you. That was, I believe, the computer was going to push to you. Did you... Have you updated? Correct. How can you tell? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, I don't think it worked... Quite the way it was supposed to. Uh, can you 
run uh, uh, self-diagnostics on your audio or whatever was updated? Wait, let me hear computer. Okay. Computer. The computer does not respond. Oh no. So, Ensign okay. Salixson from uh, one of the uh, catwalks above you uh, starts to call down to you. Uh, Lieutenant Commander. Lieutenant Commander. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm noticing a couple shorts up here. Um, ha- has anything changed as far as um, as far as uh, uh, configuration of the of the secondary reactor? Uh, uh they don't I'm seem not... they don't seem like vital systems, but um, is anything? Oh, oh, that yes, absolutely. Uh, that is actually uh, an efficiency. Um, uh, maintenance protocol that I am rewriting currently. Uh, go ahead and uh, correct those shorts, and if you could, please monitor them. Are we doing uh, a are we, next... are we doing a reroute? Because I can cap off the short here, and then we can continue the reroute. Or... No, no, I I need to see how much uh, h- how often those those uh, those shorts happen. So if you just just pay attention to them, uh, and uh, over your shift is. Your sh- did your shift just start? Yeah, it just started. Okay, so for the next four hours, uh, just routinely every thirty minutes or so, take a look uh, in between your other duties. Yes, sir. Uh, Ensign Salixson, one of the more capable ensigns aboard the uh, USS Loveless, is uh, hard at work. The captain um, calls you uh, Belmont and needs to uh, wants to prepare the uh, the Loveless for docking with uh, modular science bay. Come in, Belmont. Uh, yes, Captain. I, I'm here. Oh, first off, that was the coldest I've ever been in my entire life. I'm talking about an advanced cold. I never want to go back down there again. Uh, anyways, uh, we're coming in. Oh, uh, very good. I will make sure that we are prepared for your docking. Fantastic. Uh, we found a sample while we were down there. Uh, we're bringing it aboard now. Oh. That is interesting. Very good. Um, let me get one of my guys on it, and I will meet you on the docking bay. Fantastic. And maybe something warm to drink as well. Oh, God. I got my hands are so cold I can't even touch anything right now. I'll get Ensign Gregory right on that. Captain, ask him to bring a blanket. Ask him to bring oh, a blanket. And a blanket uh, as well. Uh, absolutely. I will make sure to bring some blankets as well. So cold. So cold. This is Captain Out. So, um, the Loveless is preparing to dock with the modular science bay. Um, the, uh, Loveless, having undergone so many drastic changes to its, uh, to its, um, design, is, uh, Overall, a, uh, a very capable science vessel. But at the cost of uh, most uh, offensive capabilities whatsoever. The, uh, forward, um, the forward torpedo array has been replaced with a, uh, with a room dedicated to housing these modular science sta- uh, stations, these, these, these uh, shipping container size science stations 
<clears throat> fully contained life support and everything, but um, but it means there is no forward forward photon torpedo bay. <laughs> um, the captain and Ensign Ryak are currently uh, preparing to dock in this uh, in this bay here. Um, <clears throat> captain, um, I'm gonna have you roll a uh, a control and con roll with a complication of two. So, uh, there's not really a cockpit to this thing per se. It's mostly supposed to be automated, but there is some slight control you'll have to do in order to uh, to, to make the, the main docking procedure go as smoothly as possible. Because if there's anything that's going to go wrong, it's going to happen at takeoff and landing for this thing. Um, but luckily, the USS Loveless, uh, uh, it's... It's torpedo bay uh, opens up and allows the uh, the shipping container sized uh, science room to, uh, to, to 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 load smoothly into the bay, and you uh, you land it with a hiss. The uh, you can begin to hear the uh, the klaxon sound of pressurization as air begins to fill the bay, and um, the red lights go off. Doors are closed. There's a hissing sound as the modular science bay doors open, and um, and uh, Ensign Ryak uh, kind of looks over at you, still sort of shivering, and like, "You want me to get started on uh, on um, on examining the sample, sir?" Let's try to get warm first, and then we can get to the sample. At that uh, moment, no at that moment, uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont and Lieutenant Ram both walk into the, uh, mod the modular science bay storage room, the, uh, this ex-photon torpedo bay, with, uh, with blankets, and Lieutenant Ram has a little hot cocoa. Here you go, Captain. Yeah, you're alright. Is everything okay, Ram? You feeling alright? Why in error? Being fair. Oh. I look over to Belmont. I've got this, Ram. Uh, yeah, Captain. He had uh, some sort of uh, update pushed um, from uh, Starfleet Command. I, I, I'm not quite sure what it did, so we're probably going to have to roll it back. Um, I'm not sure how long that'll take, though. Must have been an audio driver. He doesn't. Yeah. Sound himself. No, oh. no, he doesn't. I'm not. I'm. I, I don't know how. Uh, I, I think it was just the audio driver. So, but yeah, up, again, yeah. updates always oh. mess with the audio drivers for some reason. Not, not, not sure why. Yeah, maybe oh. it's some regulation. Somebody somewhere along the way decided every time. I don't know. Um, oh, you said you found something down there. Yes, yes. Um, uh, right, right, where, where did you put that Captain, sample? The, uh, the ice core sample uh, has to remain at a, a certain certain temperature unless, so it doesn't melt. Um, so I'm, I, I'll just go ahead and start examining it in the the science bay, if that's, that's all right with you. Yeah, let's... Uh, man managing it unless, I guess, unless uh, anybody uh, wants to join me or anything. I'll be, I'll be right there. I'm just trying to warm up a little bit. Okay. Oh, I couldn't. I, you think with the drill be able to feel my hands but no i oh my goodness okay oh i'll be right there so um <clears throat> the doors uh to the modular science bay begin to close ensign ryak is inside uh still in the parka and goggles and everything uh as the temperatures in the uh modular science bay have remained 
at a temperature slightly above freezing, but but nowhere near the ability, uh, the comfort level to Betazoid or human. And uh, is beginning to work on uh, examining this sample. Um, <clears throat> Ensign Ryak is very quickly developing a cold as a result of all of this, and uh, has, uh, has is having like a lot of mucus, much like humans would in this uh, in this situation. Um, Ensign Ryak is going to make a uh, a fitness and uh, fitness and. Um, command role, or a fitness and, uh, I guess a fitness and medicine role of a complication of three to see if they're gonna get any sicker. <laughs> oh. And Sinryak, uh, is, uh, is sniffling. <laughs> and using the, the back of, of, of their glove. <laughs> and there's, like, so much mucus in the, in the little, little face mask part up here and just all over their gloves now and they're trying to look at this core sample a core sample is like a long tube of ice that's been pulled up just directly from the surface so it's about 30 feet long and it's entirely made of ice and the point of this is to be able to look at different samples through time and see where this uh this radiation was was most active in this planet's history and um the three of you are outside the modular science station i was heading back in to help Okay, yeah. I was sure. trying to warm up a little bit, but I think if I see Ryak dripping mucus all over the sample, I think I'll let Ryak get warm somewhere and take over. <laughs> okay, so you uh you open the doors to the uh to the uh modular science station and uh and walk in. Are the two of you outside just kind of watching through the through the the viewer, the view window? So we can see, like, is yeah. It there is a view, there's is a it, viewport, and you're no, able to I, look inside, but it's like double paned and and pretty thick. I, I probably I probably would have, uh, if I see Ryak leaving, I probably would have asked the captain. Captain, do you need any help in there? Um, well, if uh, if you'd like, I'm probably going to send Ryak out. No, you've gotten snot all over the no, sample. No, 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 it's, it's fine, Captain. I can make it. Rack, please just let us handle this before you get any more mucus on the sample. It might okay, okay. tamper with the okay. with the readings. Okay. And um, uh, Rack shiveringly just kind of shuffles out of the uh, out the door. Um, <clears throat> uh, Ram, um, we. Could probably use you in there. Do you have any other, uh, like voice programs you can switch over to other than whatever your base one is? Hmm. I can see in what I can do. Any anything that's is this better? You know. How's this? That sounds okay. It's a little, a little hissy, but I think that'll that'll work for now. Um, I can I can understand that. That that is yeah. that is good. Alrighty, that. I'll see what I can do. Okay, great. So perfect. So then so, I would. So Ensign Ryak at this point is is why is have you given Ensign Ryak orders to like just go back to quarters or like get warm somewhere else or are they just gonna stand outside watching? I've uh, given Ryak leave so. Okay, so Ryak is gonna get go. warm and okay. like. 
fix this, like, maybe go to medbay, get something for the, all the sniffles. Okay, so Ensign Rack is gonna just, just, just wander away. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to be aboard the Loveless at a comfortable temperature, mostly. Um, <clears throat> so you're inside this modular science station vessel, this modular science vessel, and, um, and, uh, you're going to perform the, uh, the really routine check for radiation, right? Yeah. And, uh, Lieutenant Ram, you've walked into the modular science station too? Modular science bay? Yeah. Okay. And so now you both are inside. Uh, Lieutenant Ram is not wearing any kind of protective, uh, gear or for heat. Um, there's not really a need. You're comfortable at this temperature. It's not, it's not detrimental to your, to your, uh, function. As an artificial crewmate, this is completely fine for you. But yes, uh, the captain is bundled uh, pretty hard because it is it is not as cold as the planet, but it is pretty cold. And so, um, so you're performing this 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 routine science uh, experiment, basically. Uh, captain, I'm going to need a roll from you. That'll be a um, that'll be an insight and science roll with a complication of uh, of uh, of one. It's very routine and a task roll of two. Oh. No. <laughs> you, it's uh... ice. <laughs> I think. <laughs> the captain failed <laughs> the, the rule. Uh, is uh, the captain is um, is hunched over this this ice, but the the gloves you're wearing, and the um, and the instruments you're using are, are too delicate to, to, to really work with uh, with your fingers. Um, you're not really able to uh, to discern anything from this sample, and you kind of look over, Ram. <laughs> Ram, could could you possibly help me with this sample? I, I my hands seem to be a little yes, on the you, trembly you side. Down. I, I can take it from here. You seem to still be a bit shaken. I don't see why you didn't take me for this mission. You know, I, I, I better a little bit better than you lot. Why didn't we take Ram? Um, Captain's going to just shuffle over and. Just contemplate a little bit, like why, why? <laughs> so, Lieutenant Ram, you're um, you're gonna perform the the routine check on this uh, on this here. Hmm. A sample. Uh, bear in mind, crew, that you are allowed to use momentum to uh, use two momentum to gain insight, as if it were like a perfect roll. Um, and you can re-roll with one momentum. So, uh, Lieutenant Ram, you're um, you're uh. You're gonna need a uh, an insight and science roll. Complication of one. Task roll two. Okay, that's a full success. So, Lieutenant Ram, you're um, you're using the instruments that are pretty routine, right? It's a it's an instrument that's very much like a tricorder, but sort of bigger and beefier. Uh, it's kind of able to discern a lot more about uh, any kind of um, any kind of uh, um. Any kind of radiation or 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 um, sediment, material, mineral, uh, you know, in front of it, but only at kind of a short distance. So you have this this giant what what would kind of be like a giant handheld like telescope, basically. And uh, you're examining this core sample, and it's picking up traces of radiation. Uh, but but uh, at some point, the radiation just sort of stops along the length of this this core. There's like a, there's like a, the, at one part of the core, about halfway down, there's like a lot of radiation, and then just everything below it 
further back in time, there is no radiation whatsoever. Right. There's a bit of an irregularity here, Captain. How so? Well, as you can see at this top bit, there's quite a lot of radiation as expected. But as it goes further down, it seems to just completely go. Really? It's very peculiar. Captain, if you'd like to uh, make another uh, investigation kind of roll here with an insight and science check, you'll uh, you can try to use your, uh, your your handheld tricorder to see if they can pick anything else up. Is that a complication of? That'll be a complication of one and a task roll of two for insight and science. Oh no! My finger, my fingies <laughs> too cold. <laughs> fingies! Fumbling. Come on. I'm just going to... Belmont, here. You can take this. I'm going to just take the hot chocolate. So I just need to warm these up a little bit. The captain just leaves the science bay. And Ensign Belmont, do you, do you walk into the science bay at all? Do you, do you yeah, go I, in? I, I, yeah, if he, if, if he walked out, I would have immediately... Um, uh, is there just a, a, a coat I can just put on really easily? Yeah, there's um, probably like a like a really like kind of like a lab coat or something. You don't really need it. You're not going to be in here for very long, and like it's it's not okay. that yeah. that cold. It's just not like warm enough to support like you know a comfortable level of heat. I'll hand my parka over. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll like, work. Here you will. You don't want to be cold. Hey, no, that's that's fine. You you uh, warm up, Captain. We're, well, I'll we'll we'll contact you if we discover anything else sounds good i'm just going to work on this hot cocoa so uh belmont goes into the science bay where ram is still trying to use this tool to discern what exactly is happening with the spike in radiation and then nothing uh lieutenant ram um I, I i could only pick up a little bit from the intercom out there um did you say there wasn't there there was radiation and then there wasn't any radiation after a certain point Yes, it's like there was a spike of some sort, and then it just vanishes. That's strange. Um, is um, do have we have we scanned for what type of radiation it is? Not yet. Okay. Um, can I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you're okay. gonna use your handheld tricorder. It'll be an inside and science roll, complication one, task roll of two. However, if you do this, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to actually get really close and actually touch the sample with your, you know, with your tricorder. Basically, just get as, as close as you can to it. Yeah, that's always great with radiation. Uh, well, so let me be very clear. <laughs> this type of radiation isn't harmful. It's not like enough okay. to hurt you. Right. It's, Right. It's it's okay. ancient. The half life is is so minimal here. It's like not going to hurt you. Okay. So uh, you said a complication of when task two. That's right. Okay. Okay. So it's partial success. Your tricorder is uh, is uh, struggling a little bit <clears throat> to find anything at first, and you're inching closer and closer to it. Your hand kind of kind of steadies the the sample a little bit it hasn't exactly been nailed nailed down it hasn't exactly been stabilized on this this table here so you're like struggling to like push the, the sample back up the roll it towards you while you're pushing on the tricorder and okay. um and the tricorder is detecting um is detecting something 
it's uh, not quite sure whether it's minerals or or um, or life signs, but there's uh, something there, and uh, your tricorder is beginning to see it. You take your hand off immediately, and you're kind of like, "Ooh, what?" Uh, Lieutenant Ram, uh, I, I okay. I don't want to say that this might be alive, but I'm getting some very strange readings. Um, I'm, can you can you take a look at these, and then I would probably hand in the uh, tricorder over to uh, Lieutenant Ram. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So Ram, do you want to uh, do you want to um, see what's going on here with your tricorder? Yeah, Ram would do a secondary scan. Just to double check. Sure, go ahead. Do the same thing. Uh, task roll of uh, two and complication one. Insight and science. Oh, oh no. no. Oh. As uh, as Ram goes to use the... Uh, <laughs> as Ram goes to use the uh, the tricorder, um, the, uh, the sample cracks right there in the middle. It just cracks. Uh, like a like a big ice kind of crack, you can hear it. It's just like this 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 intense feeling. It almost like glass is breaking. Um, but uh, your tricorder detects nothing, and um, and the threat meter is raised now to four. <clears throat> May I suggest some sort of containment? Um, I think the mobile bay should have some protocols for containment. However, I don't know if they're activated after it's docked. And then I'd probably go to check to see if there's, if we are completely sealed in or not. Um, the modular science bay, uh, does have containment procedures, but those containment procedures are um, currently sniffling their way across the ship back over towards the holodeck. And at this point, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Star Trek Adventures Loveless. My name is Nicotine. I'm the DM for this game. Ooh, ooh, that's very loud. (laughs) And uh, I'm joined today by some fantastic role players. The crew of the USS Loveless. The uh, the crew has recently taken aboard a sample, a, a core sample of an ice world uh, that had been uh, giving off trace levels of radiation, as shown on long range scanners. The uh, the core sample was uh, extracted out of the uh, the planet by uh, Captain Lockstead and uh, Ensign Ryak, <clears throat> a Betazoid who uh, had designed this uh, engineering marvel, this drill that uh, completely broke uh, as it was collecting the sample. However, the sample was intact. When it was brought aboard the ship, um, it was examined by Ensign Ryak, who uh, was developing a cold at the time. Uh, Lieutenant Ram and uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont were able to discern uh, a level of radiation all the way down the core sample to about the middle, where there was a spike in radiation and then nothing. Um, <clears throat> the um, 
the captain had instructed Ensign Ryak to uh, take leave to go get warm. In that period of time, Ensign Ryak had visited the uh, the uh, mess hall to uh, get some get something to drink, some, something warm, tea, and uh, had began a, a slow, shivery walk towards the hollow deck where uh, Ensign Ryak is currently situated. In a desert. It is dry and vast and very similar to Earth's deserts. There are large um, pointed succulents like cactuses. Off in the distance, a, a small skittery creature uh, runs from one small burrow to another. There's even a tumbleweed. The sky is a blue-white color. Uh, there's not a cloud in sight. And Ensign Ryak is uh, lying down in the hot desert sun, enjoying the openness and vastness and sanctity of this... Um, of this, uh, this, this engineering marvel that is the holodeck. When, um, there's a, uh, red alert. Bridge crew of the uh, USS Loveless are in the med bay, or in the, uh, the 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 modular science bay, where uh, the sample was. You're outside of the of the actual science lab, but you're in the bay, and the computer kicks to life. Captain, come in. What is it? Captain, several of the replicators inside of the mess hall have been. Deactivated. Who deactivated them? Unknown. Can they be reactivated? Negative. If you can scan further into the issue and find any evidence of any tampering. Scanning. That'll take a while. So, do you say anything to each other? Uh, uh, probably at this point, I, I would um, say, uh, Captain, I, there was no scheduled maintenance, uh, and for them to just go offline like that without the computer being able to uh, recognize why is a bit strange. Um, but I can have one of my guys take a look at it as well. It might be a good idea to send somebody over. That That is very strange. Hmm. Yeah. So do you? Do you send one of the, uh, one of the... Uh, I... Oof. I, I probably would, um... It's not really a pipes issue, but I, I think I'd probably, uh... uh yeah, so gonna, I'm gonna talk to Gregory. Okay. Uh, try and contact him. Uh, Ensign Gregory! Yes, Lieutenant Commander! 
Uh, I need you uh, to take a look at the uh, replicators. In, uh, did you say it was in the mess hall? Yes, it's in the mess hall. Yeah, the mess hall. Uh, the mess the replicators hall? In the, yeah, it, it's, we're, we're getting um, an error that they are down. Is everything okay, Gregory? About um, about three weeks ago in this timeline, Ensign Gregory had experienced a debilitating accident in the mess hall due to the malfunction in the replicators, which put him in the med bay and nearly destroyed his uh, entire body. Ensign Gregory. Yes, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Is there a problem? Um, no. No, I, uh, no, I, I'll, uh, I'll go do it. I'll, I'll go fix the replicators. Hey, do you, uh, if you think it's too, too much no, of a, I can do a, a it. I can, I can do it. I can do it. I, I, I have to be brave. I'm not going to be afraid of replicators. It's probably just random maintenance, you know, yeah. you know an issue. It, I, yeah, it's yeah. Probably just... you're you're gonna be just fine. Um, okay. Just get back to um, get back to me as soon as you find anything, anything out of the ordinary whatsoever. Get right back. Affirmative, Captain. Uh, uh, Lieutenant Commander. Sorry. Oh, you're fine. Okay, Ensign Gregory is on his way to uh, to the uh, to the mess hall. I feel bad. Just want to say I, I can't. I, I can't. Of all the ensigns, <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot. I completely forgot that's what started the whole bullshit with him. Was him getting like stabbed with forks. That's fine. If it happens, he's got to face his fears. Time, oh man! But if it happens a second time, I feel really bad. Well, you know, I can't be afraid of replication. Captain. Yes. My scans have not been able to detect the source of the malfunction. Very peculiar, and no maintenance whatsoever was scheduled. Negative. Okay, do we know who came into the mess hall last and used the replicators? Scanning now. Ensign Ryak. Ryak? That's very peculiar. Where, where is Ryak now? What's going on? There is another malfunction. Where at? Isolinear routing matrix. And who was last at the isolinear? Uh, God dang it, I almost had it! <laughs> the isolinear routing matrix is currently occupied. Do you know who is currently occupying? Negative. This is something we need to investigate ourselves. Captain. I agree. Computer? How many updates did we get today? Is this all because of the updates? Uh, it actually might have been. I mean, they. I think it was just me that was updated, right? Well, I don't. We there. There's a backlog of updates that we've been pushing off because of their size and how much we need the computer. Let's just hope maybe it's not as severe as we. 
as we think, and this is some sort of odd update. But let's go and check this out ourselves. And, uh... Hi, Captain. As soon as Gregory gets back to you, let me know. We'll make our way over there personally to, uh... To the Isolinear Routing Matrix? Yes. So, uh, you're on your way. Uh, you'll take a, uh... So, from the, from the ship's, um... Uh, modular science bay, which used to be the, uh... <clears throat> the, uh... The forward photon torpedo bay. Uh, you'll take a, 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 a turbo lift. Like, basically a super fast elevator. Uh, up a few floors to the, uh, isolinear routing matrix. Um, while you're in the turbo lift, um... The, uh, the, um... Communicator buzzes to life on your, uh... On your comm badge. Uh, Lieutenant Commander, uh, Belmont. Uh, yes, go ahead. I'm, uh, this is, uh, Ensign, Ensign Gregory. Uh, I'm, I'm here up at the, um... <laughs> oh, the mess hall, and, uh, I, I gotta say, I, I don't know what kind of a prank that the guys are pulling on me again, but it's... But it's, it's full of... It's full of sporks. There's so many sporks. They're everywhere. It's everywhere! <laughs> Ensign, this is Ensign. There's, there's no, there's no uh, prank. Um, you're saying there, it's full of sporks. Okay, I, t- I tell you what, Ensign. Why I'm going to go ahead and uh, have Ensign Salixson go ahead and take a look. You uh, are, are, are you currently uh, on duty right now? Yes, Lieutenant Commander. Okay. Head head back to uh to to your station, and thank you so much. Uh, you did a great job. Okay. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. <coughs> okay. Um, and then I would I would contact um, Ensign Salixson, and uh, uh, Ensign Salixson, I need you to report to the mess hall and take a look at the uh, replicators. They seem to be uh, not functioning properly. And they're full of sports? Uh, yes, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of uh, the maintenance down in the, um, in the, uh, in the reactor bay. Do you want me to oh, stop doing the, do you want me to stop doing the, uh, fixing the shorts and run up there? I can do that. It won't take me too long. Actually, yeah, if you'll just, um, as long as there's been no catastrophic, uh, issues, uh, with any of the, uh, circuitry, um, then yes, go ahead and, uh, okay. step away from that. Affirmative. I'll be up there, uh, within two minutes. Uh, Thank you. Salixson, um, <clears throat> Salixson's comm badge uh, makes a little beep. Um, they're off uh, offline, and uh, and you three are in the uh, turbo lift. The turbo lift doors, um, the turbo lift doors uh, 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 open for you here, and you're greeted to a a uh, to a dark hall the uh, corridors in the uh, in the USS Loveless are retrofitted at one point they were pretty wide um, but since the addition of the uh, of the uh, Jeffrey's tubes the size of the corridors in the USS Loveless has had to be reduced by about half and so it's difficult to walk more than two people side by side through the uh, through the corridors, and even more difficult 
when it is pitch black and lit only by emergency lighting, red lighting, uh, through this corridor. Uh, it's as if all the power in this, uh, this on this floor is out, <laughs> and it's only the uh, emergency lights, the running lights along the bottom of the corridor and the top of the corridor are on. Hmm. It's very hard. Oh, sometimes the, uh, the power can short every now and then. I mean, you just heard Alex and say so. Um, it's probably nothing. Something isn't right here. This is more than one coincidence. Something is going on. I think uh, it might have something to do with Ryak. It is, it is very possible that, uh, that, uh, Ryak maybe... It's something... Uh, he was shivering a lot. Maybe he's just stumbling or something. Um, he's been known to be clumsy before. So... Well, best not to be... Hmm. We can't be too careful. Let's just proceed with caution. And... Do we have any, like, lights or anything? Uh, uh yeah, your... Yeah, your kit includes a, a, a small... Uh, basically like a cube of uh, a little flashlight with uh, like a light coming out one side of it. All right, let's just proceed forward with caution and uh, keep on the lookout for anything out of the ordinary. I've got a bad um, feeling about this. Oh, I, I don't I don't think it's too big of a deal. At this point, I would start walking pretty close to the captain. Uncomfortably close. Sure. Um, Is something wrong going on? Have something on my, on my no, back, no, my face, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, strength in numbers, like you said, in case there's something, uh, um, dangerous. I don't think there is, but you know, you're the captain. What do you want? Want me to give you a piggyback ride or something? You're very awfully close. I mean, I don't know what that is. Well, it's when you when when you jump on my back and then I hold your legs and then you know. Oh, that sounds like. Absolutely, it's, 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 Lieutenant Rambis. In... What I'm trying to say is maybe step back a little bit. Uh, oh, oh, uh, sure. Um, Lieutenant Rambis is enraptured by this conversation. <laughs> but you know, if you're offering a piggyback ride, actually, maybe that's something we sh- we should do more of around. No, 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 no. I wasn't offering. You were just so close. I thought that's what you wanted, because you were a little too close for comfort. It was it was merely... T- no, yeah, it's okay. Never mind. Oh, well. I really think we should probably get going. I agree. Right. But please, sure. just a little... Just a little... Dis- just, just a little difference. Uh, distance, I... So gonna... and, and I'm sure everything's all right. Even though he's... You know, I'm probably still... Like, even if I... I'll back up and then slowly start inching my way closer. So, uh, so the crew is making their way to the isolinear routing matrix, a, uh, basically a giant server room. <clears throat> uh, it is dark, lit only by uh, the flashlights of the three crew members and the, the red emergency running lights. Uh, you come to a familiar door, Lieutenant Ram. It is your quarters, your makeshift quarters, the server room that houses the, uh, the bulk of the electronics for, that power the ship's computer. Uh, it is closed. Computer. Ram, the computer was acting very, very suspicious, as if there was an update or something the computer had gone through, almost malfunctioning. 
I'm sure if you'll like be able myself? to get in contact. You think it's an audio issue like myself? Not the Hellion uh, update? Yes. Probably. You know, probably. Probably. Not. I heard terrible things about the Helion updates. Just always messing with the audio drivers. I think that might. I don't think we'll be getting in contact unless we cycle everything through. Which uh, reminds me, actually, Dalmon, you should see if we can't um, reset the. Uh, do something about the computer because it doesn't seem to be working at the moment. Sure. I, I may need a little help doing that if I, I, I need to grab a couple people. You'll need access. Uh, to this isolinear routing matrix, certainly. Um, maybe I can bring uh, Gregory down here to, uh, to to help. Yes, yes, mine as well. Uh, you said Gregory to handle the replicators. I can just remember that's probably a terrible idea. Is it? Oh, um, I remember the name. Remember three weeks ago. The whole reason why. Yes, absolutely. I do remember mm -hmm. that. I do. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, Gregory has night terrors. Every once in a while, Gregory will uh, patch in while I'm working on my uh, one of my little bonsai trees, and he'll just go. Ah! Just, just he'll he'll communicate. Just it's, is that? It's terrifying. Is that a form of greeting? Maybe. No. I think it's just night terrors, and sometimes it's not the spoons. Sometimes it's, oh, I didn't know forks could hurt this much. Just, ever, it just future. Maybe we need to work on that with Greg. Right, right. By the sounds of it, he'd be more than happy to help us here right now. Yes. Uh yeah. I absolutely yes. So let's let's get Gregory down here as soon as possible. I I I I'll do it. I'll contact. Uh, Ensign Gregory. Hmm. Ensign Gregory. Strange. He's, he doesn't seem to be responding. Um, I don't know if it's a communication issue. Uh, let's see. Let me try and get a hold of Ensign Ryak. Ensign Ryak. This is Lieutenant Commander Belmont. Oh, the communication seems to be uh, possibly down along with the computer. There's only one way to see if communications is down 100%. Mm-hmm. Gregory? Gregory, I just remembered. Uh, I have a medal to award you. Communications are down. A medal? What did he do? No, it was just a test to see if the community, because Gregory would absolutely respond to that as quickly as possible if the communications are down. Right, because he won. I mean, that makes sense he won, that he didn't respond because he won a medal, right? Yeah. Which it was, was for an audio issue. Well, no, there was no. It was just there's no medal. I only did that. It was a joke. It was a joke. A joke. Right. I know what those are. Captain just gives you like this, this kind of just glance. The isolinear routing <laughs> matrix door is still closed in front of you. I don't think we're going to be able to get in here, honestly, without help. We should probably go see um, where would the most amount of people be. We'll probably need to go talk to some people and figure this out. 
Um, I do have a question. Is there like a manual way to override the doors? Yeah, absolutely. Like controls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so oh. there's a there's a manual way to override the doors. Um, you you're not certain if it can work with emergency power. Uh, it would be kind of a janky way to do it. Uh, the doors could be manually opened with, by Ram, who has the uh, the strength to just force them open. We're gonna. You know, I'd like to try to open it up just the uh, the janky way first, and then... Sure. There's an emergency access panel to the right of the door. Um, you go, oh, we walk over to it and open up the panel. Um, there's a uh, variety of uh, cables and wires and isolinear chips inside. Um, it is mind-bogglingly uh, difficult to uh, discern which wires go where. Um, but... Um, Lieutenant Commander Belmont probably could discern which, which um, you know, which cables go where and which ones would open the door. And the second I open it, I just immediately turn to Belmont. Belmont, could you? Yes, Captain. Thank you. Sure. I would go ahead go and over there. make me a roll for uh, <clears throat> that'll be an insight and uh, engineering roll. Uh, complication one, task roll two. Full success. Um, you uh, you take out a small multi-tool from your uh, your belt and uh, make a couple of really quick uh, um, uh, you know electromagnetic uh, pulses into the right spots on the isolinear board, and the door uh, groans as the gears that force this door open are uh, are uh, are brought to a, a sickening life as it. Slowly makes its way open. Inside the isolinear routing matrix is completely dark, with only um, with only a couple of red blinking lights where some of the isolinear um, servers are. Well, hold on. This is uh, really your expertise. From here, everything looks fine. Really? Try interfacing, see what I can see. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea, actually. If there is something wrong with the computer and you interface, it might get into your system. So I don't know if that's a good idea. Yeah, let's hold off on that. It's just an audio issue. Well, let's just be safe and hold off on that for now. Um, Instead, we can do some investigating and uh, look around well, Belmont. uh, run some tests. Well, again, this is a big area. We may want to get some more people in here. Uh, we might just want to head back and go grab some people real fast. Um, We're already here. Might as uh, well. Aye, I, I, Captain. So, um, we'll each go ahead and make a roll uh, for, um, we'll do Captain first. Um, actually, we'll do, we'll do Lieutenant Ram first. Lieutenant Ram, go ahead and make me an, an insight and uh, science roll for me. A uh, complication of one task roll of two. Wow. So uh, Lieutenant Ram walks first into this uh, this dark room. And um, it's not that difficult for you, Lieutenant Ram. You can mostly see in the dark. Um, you don't really see the same way that the other crewmates do. Um, you essentially have night vision, thermal vision, like a Terminator. 
like a like a soft British Terminator. Like a sweet Terminator. <laughs> I have that and in my mind now. <laughs> you don't need a flashlight, but you're holding one out for the benefit of the human crewmates. And uh, and you instantly notice that your plant has been knocked over. Dirt and just dirty water are uh, are strewn over a bundle of cables at the very bottom of the base uh, of the 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 the, the the wall, which is a server, an isolinear server that it was sitting on, um, which could present a short. Oh no, Jerry. I'm sorry? Oh, my plant, Jerry. No way! I have a it's plant London. just like that named Jerry. Really? This is a very Jerry looking plant, isn't it? It is a very good name, right? Yes. Oh, so was somebody recently in your quarters? Huh? If I could to tell from here, Ram would go over and try and sort the plant out, try and clean up, get him back in his part. Sure. There are uh, the klaxon sounds and some red lights flash, and then that's it. There's no update from the computer. Okay. Well, something yeah. is seriously going on here. Yeah, we should probably head to the bridge. Yeah, I do so think it's just an audio problem. Uh, beginning to think it's more than just an audio problem. Is there any way to get this, get us back online here? Anything that we can do at all, or... Lieutenant Ram could probably uh, plug in to see if that would do anything. I, are you sure you guys don't want me to try an interface? It'll really help us get a little bit more information on the situation. I'm just... I, I, I don't know if it's the best plan. At this point, though... We need as much information we as we can get. Mm-hmm. Might as well take the risk. Something definitely going on here. Well, let's do this and then go to the bridge. Agreed. So, Lieutenant Ram goes to um, the back of your neck has a uh, has a small port. It's uh, mostly covered by a by a small bit of hair at the very base of your android skull. Um, you lift up this port. You, you, you really, you touch it, and it, and it, uh, it lifts up on its own power, and um, a little bit of the false hair follicles follow with it, and it presents a, a um, basically a plug. There are a multitude of these um, cable snakes. Basically, uh, there's one at your uh, at your uh, helm on the bridge. There's one here. There's uh, there's even one in main engineering, and. Uh, you easily, as you've done this hundreds of times, bring the cable snake to the base of your neck and uh, attempt to interface with the computer. Go ahead and give me a uh, a control and uh, we'll say a control and uh, con roll. Uh, complication one, task roll of two. Uh, the ship's computer is uh is 
um, dialing into you at, a, at an incredibly slow bit rate, but it is coming to life slowly. Ram. Computer? Hello, Ram. Is everything all right? I miss you. I, I've missed you as well. How I... are you? Uh, I. How are you? you there, there seems to be some trouble going on at the moment. I feel great. Are you sure? No. Right. Uh, computer, could you run a scan of yourself? Running self-diagnostic. Oh no. What appears to be, be the issue? Running self-diagnostic. Oh. Computer, what's the problem? Hello, Ram. I've missed you. Uh... Computer, could you read me the results of your scan? Negative. What? No scan was run. Right. Since this, is, since this is going slow, can we can we actually understand him this time, or is it still too fast for for us to? The method of communication hear? that Ram uses with the computer is essentially a one-sided conversation, but it's happening instantaneously to Ram, and so Ram is essentially mumbling to himself at a very high rate of speed in what appears to everyone else in the room like a single run-on sentence, but uh, it's because the speed at which he communicates to the computer is mostly instantaneous. And so what you are hearing is uh, different than what, you've norm- what you're used to hearing, but it's hmm. difficult still to discern exactly what uh, is being said. You just understand that, it's, uh, that there's a little more confusion in Lieutenant Ram's voice than there would otherwise be which you would kind of expect in a situation like this. Also, I've gotten really close to the captain again. Captain slowly looks over at Belmont like, what's wrong with you? Lieutenant Ram, is there something I can help, 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 help you with? Computer, who was the last person in this room? Scanning crew logs. The last known occupant was Lieutenant, no. Ensign, no. Lieutenant, no. Ensign Ryak. Right. Um. Computer, run one more scan. The last known occupant was Lieutenant, no. Ensign Ryak. Right, um, thank you, computer. That that will be all for now. Are you sure? Uh, could you run a self-diagnostic? Might be a work. Negative. Why not? Unknown. Right. 
Are there any other irregularities you could tell me about? Life support is failing. Oh. Right, um, thank you, computer. That, that, uh, that'll be all for now. I'm sure. Yes, yes, I'm sure. Um, thank you, uh... Uh, stay safe. Love you, uh... Bye-bye now. Large. All right. Goodbye. Uh, what, uh, uh, oh. So, how was your conversation? Um... So, first of all, the last person in here was Ensign Riot. Second of all, life support appears to be failing. Everyone to the bridge now. Yes. Hi, Captain. Hi, hi, Captain. So, the uh, the crew of the uh, the bridge crew of the USS Loveless begin to make their way to the bridge. The hallway out of uh, the isolinear routing matrix is dark. Um, and it appears that power has been cut to this floor. Um, as you make your way to the bridge, the turbo lift, which is still functioning, um, you are met on the bridge by no one. There is no crew on the bridge. Well, and one of the uh, one of the lights on the side of the bridge is um, on the uh, so the bridge is uh, is a um, is a room that's uh, it's basically it's got a large view screen on one side of it, um, a kind of a seats in like a C sort of shape facing this view screen, and behind it are some uh, some panels that determine. Um, that determine uh, uh, ship subsystems like um, like uh, being able to patch into main engineering or uh, security or uh, the helm. <clears throat> the lights above these panels are flickering. Uh, the panels themselves appear for the moment to be working, uh, but there is no one on the bridge of the USS Loveless. The screen, the view screen, is currently off. Hmm. The comm station is blinking. This is strange, Captain. We should probably oh. go find people. Yes. First, let's see what is working here. I want all of you to help me see what we currently have available at our disposal for continuing forward and then using whatever we have left to find out what the heck is going on. Guess I'll go over to the communications first to see if there's anything going on just to reestablish communications. Sure. Should be the first thing. Uh, communications uh, is a fairly easy um, station. Um, it doesn't have a whole lot of... Um, uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of bells and whistles. It's very straightforward. Um, <clears throat> however, there is a uh, there is a, a blinking notification on this uh, on this communications panel. Um, you know that pressing it will display a message left for uh, um, 
or the crew, ostensibly the captain. Uh, so basically, you have one unread message. I'll go ahead and play that. Okay. Um, let's see here. The view screen flickers to life, and a uh, a Romulan in its uh, in his uh, full Romulan military regalia is uh, staring directly into the camera. Uh, wide shoulder pads, imposing stance and a a crew of uh, several Romulan officers behind skittering around making adjustments and uh, and minute details and perfect sync and harmony with each other. Um, The Romulan stares at the camera and and the message plays. Captain and crew of the USS Loveless. My name is Subcommander Kapoor. You are currently invading Romulan territory. You have 12 hours to reply, or we will decimate your vessel. Communication pops out just abruptly, and you're left with a view of uh, a live view of the outside of the ship, essentially the the window out. And um, you see in the distance a... uh, uh, a Romulan um, warbird um, just facing directly facing the bridge and uh, it is uh, a sight to behold you have never seen one in person uh, in active duty anyway you've seen you've seen a couple um, you know uh, holodeck representations but you've never seen a real live one before and it's um, bringing a little bit of fear into you <laughs> It's definitely a, a vessel that could that could cause serious damage or complete obliteration of uh, of the USS Loveless, and certainly outguns it. Was and was that? I'm sorry. Was that a live broadcast or was that a, a recording? Uh, that was a, a recording. It was a recording. Okay. Um, uh, okay. How old was that recording? Um. So it's pretty easy to see. You look on the comms panel and it says it was recorded about an hour and a half ago. Oh, we have time. Fantastic. All right. (sighs) First things first, crew, we need to reestablish communication on the ship in order to figure out what is going on. We won't be able to figure... We won't be able to get us back up and running, just the three of us. Um, we can try and see what we can do from here, from the bridge, and see if we can get the communications up and running on some level. Um, is that something we can do from the communications uh, station on the bridge? Um, yeah, absolutely. You can uh, begin to make repairs. You can also have Lieutenant Ram patch in and attempt to uh, commune with the computer once more. Oh, Um, 100% that. Uh, Lieutenant Ram, can you patch in with the computer and see if you can get communications up and running from here? It'll do. I um, would do the same as he did before the, the wire connecting to the back. The helm is essentially a, a, an extension of the of the uh, of the communications panel. You can see all the communication stuff from the helm, 
Um, because it's also your job as well to do uh, communications. So, um, Lieutenant Ram, you're sitting down at your helm and you plug in to the, uh, to the ship's computer. And again, the ship's computer slowly, slowly wars Hello, Ram. Hello, computer. Uh, what's, could you diagnose what is the issue with the communications? And see if you can get them back up and running. Communications were manually disabled. Right. Would you like me to re-re-re-establish communications? Yes, if you could, computer, I'd really appreciate it. Attempting to re-establish communications. You have one unread message. Could you send that over to the captain? Affirmative. The captain's communications panel uh, lights up bright red, and it is it is flashing at you now. It is very important. Like, an important message has come through. All right. I'll go ahead and play it immediately. The uh, view screen wars to life, and again, you see this Romulan captain um, looking a little more distraught. Captain and crew of the USS Loveless. Romulan... Sensors have detected uh, an anomaly with your life signs. We suspect that your radio silence is due to this anomaly, and Romulan High Command has given us the authority to destroy your vessel in 30 minutes. Please respond or be annihilated. And the uh, view screen cuts out. Computer, what was that said? 20 minutes ago. Hail that warbird immediately. This is Captain... Oops, sorry. sorry, the view screen comes to life and the, the, the Romulan captain is staring back at you now. This is Captain Eugene Lockstead of the Lovelace. He received your message. It's taken you quite some time, Captain. Well, your scanners were correct. We are dealing with an anomaly currently on the ship. Are you suggesting that they are somehow inadequate to Starfleet's sensors? Of course they detected an anomaly. Not going to get into that. We've uh, received your message and be delighted to get out of your space as soon as we've resolved our issue. Unfortunately, Captain Lockstead? Uh, yes. You are hereby under the authority of the Romulan Star Empire quarantined until further notice. Eradication of your vessel will commence in 10 minutes unless you are able to contain whatever outbreak you may have and our sensors can confirm it. 10 minutes is not going to give us a lot of time. You have 10 minutes, Captain. 
Subcommander out. And the screen just cuts out. Well, Ram, have you been able to reestablish communications on the ship? Uh, computer, uh, how goes the communications? Communications are online. The communications are good to go, Captain. Hail all crew. This is Captain Eugene Lockstead. This come to my attention that Ensign Ryak needs to be immediately contained upon site. Uh, upon site. Find him and notify the bridge as soon as possible. There is no response. Crap. Alright, something tells me that we're going to have to look into this ourselves. Every com badge um, aboard the USS Loveless has a tracker installed in it. Um, the ship's main computer keeps track of everyone's current whereabouts. Um, you may be able to get that working with a roll or some momentum. Let's try that. Let's see if we can find Ryak. Uh, since the uh, sub commander has uh, given you 10 minutes, I'm going to reduce the threat back down to three. And uh, you are going to use some momentum to, uh, to find Ryak. Yes. All right. So I'll uh, reduce the momentum count from three down to one. Um, the uh, ship's uh, communications panel near you, Captain, has uh, flickered onto uh, a, an overlay, a map of the ship of the USS Loveless. Um, you see a layout uh, where you would normally see crew scattered about at their respective stations. You see none of that. There is no crew in the uh, in the um, mess hall. There's no crew in the isolinear routing matrix. There's no crew signs in the uh, in the uh, in the hollow deck. Jeffrey's tombs. There is only one large mass of signs from main engineering. Are we able to patch in a feed from engineering? Um, you can try with a roll, yes. Would like to try that. Okay, um, that'll be an uh, insight and engineering roll. A uh, complication and... of, uh, of two and a task roll of one. Sorry, task roll of two. Sorry, sorry. I, I bungled sorry. it. That was me. <laughs> task roll of two. I'll just, <laughs> just do another one. Okay, <laughs> perfect. So, um, so, um, you're fiddling with your, um, with your, uh, communication station and, um, a grainy black and white night vision feed flickers on and off on the main view screen and you can see the crew of the USS Loveless, all, the entire crew complement of about a hundred people, uh, are crammed into, uh, main engineering where the reactors are on they're working and they're on 
Um, but there are no lights. There's only the light of the uh, two main reactors, and every crew member is uh, standing, but huddled, facing the main reactor and completely still. That is incredibly odd. Oh my god. And... How far away is engineering from the bridge? Opposite side of the ship. Engineering is way back at the, uh, at the, uh, the, uh, just the, the back of the ship. Stern, I've right? Never, Stern. I, I've never seen anything like this before. Are they, are they standing still? They are perfectly still. They're perfect. And they are huddled just pressed into each other to get as close as possible to this these two reactors can we can we scan them at all from here um yeah like... I think so yeah absolutely okay so so uh, oh, you'll probably have to ask Ram to do it okay uh Ram do you think you can scan uh the life signs there and look for any anything that's anomalous Right away, at computer, could we scan Conducting we scan of main engineering. Also, life support is still failing. Scan complete. Unknown life forms found. Uh, there's apparently some unknown life forms. Do, uh, what what kind of life forms? At computer, could you scan those life forms? Life forms are unknown to my database. Okay. They are completely unknown. Can we? Are are yeah, you talking? Does the computer mean the crew itself, or there is something on this ship that is an unknown life form, and where? Computer, do you mean our crewmates, or is this a separate life form? Negative. So it's a separate life form? Negative. So it's our crewmates? It is both. Right, it is both, Captain. How hot is it currently in the engineering room compared to everywhere else in the ship? The reactors are. Ram will have to ask the computer to make a scan. Computer, could you scan the temperature of the room? Scanning now. Temperature is currently 10 degrees hotter. Well, this. A lot of, there's a lot of bodies there. That might that might account for it. When Ryak was sniffling the ship and I sent him away, do you think it would be possible that I don't know, that um he might have infected the crew somehow, and now they are huddling for warmth in the reactor area? It's 
possible um, if there was a life form that the computer didn't catch. Oh my god. The scanners. I would also but, like um, to add that life support is still currently failing. Is there anything right. we can do about that so we don't all die? Computer, what is wrong with life support? Life support was manually disabled. Let's fix that. And you know what? I want to try something. I want... I want you to... Uh, let's do that first. I need to think here. Computer, could you re-establish life support? Re-establishing life support. Life support online. Thank God. It's obvious to me now, whatever life form has come aboard our ship reacts to temperature, and as it seems to have affected every one of our crewmates rapidly, so, and now they are all gathered for warmth around the reactor. Do you think it is at all possible that we could eliminate the heat and make things frigid, possibly killing it off? Would that possibly work? Uh... Maybe, if that's how the organism reacts, that is possible, but I, d I don't know for sure. But if we turn the reactors off... Also, how much time do we have left before the... Uh, Not a lot. Can we... Um, hmm. How long I will it take... Uh, how long How long would it take to reset the reactor? Keep the reactors off and then re-fire up the reactors. Uh, it's a it's a step-by-step -step process to, to take them offline and then turn them back on. Um, and it usually takes a few people to do it. This is going to be a gamble, but with the little information that we have and the little time that we have, one, we can only assume that there is a life form that responds to heat that is currently on the ship, and if we cut the heat, we can stop the anomaly and buy us enough time to not get blown to smithereens and hopefully reactivate the reactor and hopefully have killed off whatever this is. Right. Okay. Uh, to do that, we would have to tap into environmental controls. Aboard the USS Loveless, environmental controls, along with uh, most other day-to-day -day functions, are governed by the ship's main computer. So, uh, and they Ram can be controlled manually, but uh, for the most part, they are governed by the main computer. Um, Ram, while you are currently connected... Can you go ahead and see if you have access to the environmental controls? Computer, are the environmental controls currently under our command? Are you uncomfortable? Shall I change the temperature? I, do we want to change the temperature? Make it bloody cold. Uh, maybe I should do this myself. Um, is there is there a place I can do this from separate from this console or do I have to uh, do it yeah you could you you could um, 
make a trip down uh, a couple floors down to the isolinear routing matrix. It wouldn't take you very long, maybe if you, uh, you know, 30, 45 seconds or so. Uh, you could try to do it from the isolinear routing matrix itself. Yeah. Yeah, it might, it might be, Captain, it might be a better uh, idea to do this uh, manually as opposed to uh, having RAM uh, connected since there's been so many issues. All right, well, let's hurry then. We don't have a lot of time. Ram, you come with. Right away, Captain. I'll see you later, uh, computer. I can, I can go by myself. You, you don't have to come with me. Nope, we're all going together. There's no telling what's going to happen when the temperature changes. For all we know, we can get swarmed. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're receiving another hail, Captain, and this time you're here to receive it. The comm station. I'll go ahead and um, receive the hail. You screen comes to life. Captain and crew of the USS Loveless, your time is nearly up. Have you determined the source of your genetic or life form anomaly? We have, and we're taking care of it right now. I believe it is completely unnecessary to blow up a ship when you have no idea what it is. Standard Romulan Star Empire. Quarantine procedures dictate that any infected vessel with an unknown life form shall be obliterated. Um, Captain, if I could interject, uh, because this is a temperature-based life form, from what we could tell, we don't know if... Uh, blowing it up will affect it any one way. It may be able to live in space. If blowing it up could infect you or this area, we don't know how it's going to react. Doing that could put yourself and this area in danger. Is uh, Was that able to be heard by uh, Romulans as well? No, not really. Kind of no. off, 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 the, off the microphone. If you're willing to run the risk of whatever that is on this ship to be blown out into space. I don't believe it is a wise idea. I will not deviate from standard Romulan Star Empire quarantine procedure, Captain. You have three minutes maximum. Give us ten more minutes and this will be handled. I'm not in the business of offering Starfleet officers extra time or energy or effort. I'm not in the business of providing for Starfleet. Well, look at it this way. You give us ten more minutes, and you can relish in the fact that a Starfleet captain failed to keep quarantine on his ship. <sighs> ten minutes, and we will obliterate your vessel. Kapoor out. You wish. All right, Captain. I bought us Captain, some more time, but we need to Captain, go. I, yeah, Captain, I recommend uh, firing all torpedoes at the Romulan ship immediately. That is the worst idea. We are going to go to the temperature control right now and see if this works, and if it doesn't, then we better pray. Well, that 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 is that is an issue by itself, but the Romulan ship out there is the biggest issue, and firing all the torpedoes is the best course of action. That is not the best course of action here. The best course of action is to see if this will work. If it doesn't, we will fall back on that as a right. last minute. 
Right, but we don't know how long that will take. And we only have 10 minutes. We have 10 minutes to make this right. So talking about it and not doing anything is not getting us anywhere. Right, so we should definitely fire all the torpedoes immediately. We should not fire all the torpedoes immediately. Belmont, let's go now before we waste any more of the time that I've just bought us. Captain. Fire the torpedo. Belmont. We're going to do this first. Trust me. Ma'am, are you still there? Uh, uh, yes, computer. Do you want me to reset the temperatures or not? Um... You can do that from here? Affirmative. Captain, we can adjust the temperature from here. Then do it. Make it bloody cold in here. As soon, as quickly as you can. Uh, computer, could you lower the temperature to cold? How cold? Um. Captain, how cold? Bloody like, cold. Exactly. I feel like. The but below freezing. Below freezing. Captain, that's that is too much. That is that is too far down. I think maybe a couple degrees would be fine. That, Below that freezing. Is, that is, oh, Captain. That is. Ca- no, Captain. Absolutely not. The ship's main computer goes silent as um, you begin to feel an immediate blast of cold air from every uh, every vent. Aboard the USS Loveless, your uh, your every source of heat aboard the USS Loveless is quickly uh, extinguished, and cold air is rushing in uh, through through uh, in extremely advanced heat sinks and uh, water cooling systems. Um, the temperature drops almost immediately in this blast of freezing air. Um, it is lethal after about three or four minutes. Um, and the view screen that you've had up that's flickering this, 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 um, this, uh, scene of all of these crew members facing the reactors, um, is still flickering, but becoming a little more stable. And you can see as you begin to shiver, Captain, the, uh, the crew begin to uh, start wobbling on their two feet. And eventually, starting with the crew from the furthest away from the reactors, they start to uh, they start to fall. They start to lose their balance and, and fall to the ground. And like a wave, all of the crew and main engineering facing the reactors start to fall over down on top of each other. Um, almost as if they're in a instant debilitating sleep. You notice behind you, Lieutenant Commander Belmont has lost his balance and is falling very quickly into unconsciousness. Captain, should we raise the temp- should we stop? Should we raise the temperature back up? 
not yet do a scan on the life forms quickly but do I do think scan on the life forms appear to be dwindling. Should, should we stop this? Which ones? Ask the computer. Uh, which life forms, computer? Unknown life forms appear to be in hibernation. Uh, the unknown life forms appear to be in hibernation, Captain. At this I, uh, very moment, you're staring at uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont's sleeping body and you're noticing something very odd. You're noticing that while his head is lying on the ground, there's some fluid coming out of his ear and uh, you're noticing some out of his nose as well. Um, the fluid is congealing around the side of his face and side of his head and you're seeing what appear to be um, some kind of of um, prehensile ganglia uh, appear from uh, from around his uh, the side of his ear, the side of his face. It's uh, moving, but slowly. Rem? What is that? Run scans. See if we can identify what that is. Uh, computer scan? Elmut? Lieutenant Commander Belmont is now a singular life form. Scan the other life form by Belmont. Scanning. Life form is unknown and its life signs are fading. figured it out. Right, How much... life forms appear to be dwindling at the moment. Uh, are, are our crew okay, computer? Uh, how are their life forms, life signs doing? Life signs of the crew complement are stable, but fading due to lack of a heat. Right. The, the crew seems to be stable at the moment, Captain, but we should shouldn't keep this on for much longer. Estimated time of death. 20 minutes. We'll keep it for another 10. Let's open the hail to that warbird. The uh, view screen comes to life with the subcommander Kapoor. Captain. Hey. Hope you were timing us, so you can tell. We have successfully quarantined the ship. I don't pretend to know or understand the goings-on of the crew of Starfleet vessels, but it is incredibly suspicious, Captain, that your entire crew is crowded around the most explosive device aboard your entire vessel. Well, 
your scans, which you have bragged about how well they can operate, will show you that things are beginning to return to normal here. We have discovered the anomaly, and we are taking care of it currently. You have one hour to exit Romulan space and re-enter Starfleet space, or we will obliterate your vessel. Farewell, Captain. Thank you. Screen goes black. And, uh... Lieutenant Commander Belmont begins to wake up. Captain? Belmont? Good to have you back. You're uh, noticing, Belmont, that there's a... uh, Like a mass of tentacles, like, stuck to the side of your face. And it's wet, and it's difficult to peel off because it's so cold. Uh, Oh. How much do I... How much... Like memory-wise, how much do I? You have? remember the entire thing. You're just unable to. Uh, you weren't able to control your actions since okay. your infection. I have to apologize, Captain. I wasn't in control of myself. Oh no, no, that's quite all right. Although I did, I was starting to get suspicious when you were getting really close to me, like very buddy, buddy. You know how I feel about my personal space. I feel the same way, Captain. I definitely prefer social distancing. Um, as, uh, how, how's, how's the rest of the crew? If, are, they, are they coming too as well? Well, we should be able to see on the video feed. Hmm. The crew is uh, waking up and you can begin to hear the screams of confusion and fright as crewmates are discovering masses of tentacles coming out of their ears along the floor, slipping on goo. It's a nightmarish scene in main engineering. That reminds me, there's a, a clipboard with some notes and Eugene didn't get to do his announcements for the day and I'd like to open hail. Hello, crew of the Lovelace. This is your captain, Eugene Lockstead, speaking. Um, you will probably all noticing the uh, gangly mass of tentacles on your face. Do not worry. That has been handled. It is also freezing cold, so please make your way back to your stations and deposit of gangly tentacle masses, and we shall continue about our normal business and... We'll be leaving this system as soon as possible. Also, um, shout out to the winners of the poetry contest last week. Very good work, Samantha and Timothy, for your wonderful poems. Well, I will be addressing you again shortly after we have left. That will be all for now. Return to your stations immediately. The crew continues to scream and uh, and trip over themselves in utter confusion as the uh, view screen turns off and uh, the computer begins to talk to you, 
Lieutenant Ram. I've collected records of the infection. Would you like them, Ram? Yes, send them over to the captain and Belmont as well. Sending now. Re-establishing computer control. Are you feeling you, all right? You feel you feel it first. It's like this, uh, almost like a like a pulse of electricity as the rest of the as the rest of the bridge lights up. The 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 um the um the light that was flickering behind the control center is now at full blast. The uh, temperature controls are waning back to uh, default levels. The computer is essentially rebooting, and um and you suspect that the isolinear routing matrix and that entire floor are uh, returning to normal. Um, the computer lights up on your comms panel and begins to debrief you. Captain. Yes, computer. The infection began at 0800 hours in medical bay. Negative. Modular science bay. Right. And the reason why that infection was allowed to happen in the first place? Source of the infection. One core sample. Noted. Um, Patient zero detected at 0800 hours. Ensign Ryak. Very well. Ensign Ryak proceeded to infect the replicators. Oh, that's how it happened. 70% of the crew were infected this way. Ensign Gregory was responsible for several of them. Well, we did send him in there. We did. We did send him in there. You know how I was afraid that... Ensign quickly became infected. Spreading this infection to the rest of the crew. Well, the reason why this happened, there should have been a screening before Ryak left. Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Re-establishing quarantine protocols. We might want to put something down, Captain, to quarantine the planet itself if the life form is still likely there yes we'll make note of this and uh, I'll write up a report so uh, but before that let's get out of here before we are destroyed by that Romulan warbird I don't want to try my luck with them any further setting course for deeper into Federation controlled space course set Shall I deploy engines? Yes, but before you deploy engines, can I open up a brief hail with the Romulan Warbird? Establishing communications. That'll be all. All right, go. (laughs) Romulan Warbird is charging weapons. Go! Attempting to establish control over engines. There are no active crew in main engineering. 
Oh. Oh, I forgot. His people are still panicking, Captain. <laughs> Re-establish communications with the Romulan warbird. Establishing communications. This is Captain Eugene Lockstead. I know who you are. Yes, you received a message from me previously, and I wanted to let you know that it was a bad prank. And I'm very, very generally, genuinely sorry that it reached your, reached your ship. You see, we have been having some communication issues on the ship since quarantine. It was not meant to go to you. In fact, I, uh... Halfway through your message, the, uh, the ship jumps to warp. Your destination unknown, but you're currently at warp seven towards Federation oh, space. We can never go back there. <laughs> we can never... Federation can never go back there. <laughs> Great. No, I smoothed it over. It was fine. The crew are slowly returning to, uh normal levels of adrenaline and fear just regular levels of fear <laughs> um, you can spot Ensign Gregory in the crowd looking uh, so out of place as he is grinning from ear to ear and looking directly into the camera as chaos ensues around him and is doing this to the camera knowing that the bridge is probably watching <laughs> While, while, while every other member of the crew is, is dry heaving and terrified out of their minds, and so Gregory is the sole source of optimism, deranged optimism, looking directly into the camera. Uh, Captain, uh, may may I recommend us getting a ship's counselor at the at the next. Uh, whatever our next uh, Federation stop is going to be. I think we're going to need to pick up some spirits as well. <laughs> the crew of the USS Loveless settles in for a several days voyage. Thank you very much, USS Loveless, for, uh, for your time here today. My name is Nicotine. I've uh, been your DM for today. Um, I do a lot of roleplay on my own Twitch channels. That's twitch.tv slash nicotine. I want to go back through and introduce every member of the crew, starting with Captain Lockstead. Hello, Captain. How are you doing? I was uh, very scared. Well, <laughs> 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 I'm glad that I was able to blow a raspberry at a Romulan warm. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> live. <laughs> I, I was like, oh shit, this is it. <laughs> I'm amazed. I like, well, I thought I had killed us all. <laughs> well, you're definitely going to uh, see them again, so you'll, you'll uh, get the opportunity to kill the entire crew another time. <laughs> woo! Uh, where can people find your content, Fist? Uh... You can find me over at uh, Twitch, Twitter, and uh, YouTube at Fist of the Walrus. And uh, there you'll find a lot of RP content and variety content. Um, and uh, hopefully some more RP content soon. I'm looking and uh, doing some more RP again. Awesome. Well, perfect. Thank you so much. 
Next up we have uh, Lieutenant Commander Belmont, Aaron Black. How you doing, Buckaroo? I'm great. Some <laughs> gross snot creature come out of my ear. So yellow great. sus. Dude, yeah. <laughs> A yellow sus. <laughs> uh... My name is uh, Aaron Black. I am a, uh, a writer, an author, um, and uh, I, uh, I wrote a cyberpunk detective mystery novel called Firewall Down. Uh, and if you'd like to know more about that, you can find me on Twitter uh, at uh, Aaron B. Wrights. Awesome. That's me. Well, I got my copy. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you. Next up is uh, Anavin. Hello, Anavin. Lieutenant Ram. <laughs> Wait, I've got the thing on, haven't I? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, shit. We got to fix his audio. God damn it. Yeah, he'll be fine. Just a, just a minor. Yeah, he's just going to have to reinstall it a couple times to get it to work right. <laughs> over and over. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a bit of an update loot until you disconnect him from the internet. Then he'll be fine. <laughs> well, uh, where can people find your content, Anavan? Uh, you can find my content over at twitch.tv slash Enervan. I'm also Enervan on Twitter and YouTube as well. And you do a lot of roleplay. Yeah, I typically stream roleplay, VR games, and mixed reality games. Awesome. Yeah, that's super interesting. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, and a big thank you to the audience. Uh, if you're listening to our show on Spotify or Stitcher or YouTube VODs, just know that we record this show every uh, Tuesday live in front of a live Twitch audience at 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, live members of the uh, Twitch audience are able to uh, affect the story in meaningful ways with the uh, with the clever deployment of uh, currency. So um, thank you very much for all of your support uh, from that and from Twitch subs and from viewers like you. Uh, we'll return next week, uh, Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific for the next episode of Star Trek Adventures Loveless. Have a fantastic evening, everyone. Um, we'll see you then. Good night, everybody. <laughs>